Here is another episode of my podcast, Rockstar Interviews. And I got to tell you, this one was a thrill. I got to have a phone conversation. It would have been a little bit better, of course, if we were in the same room together. But um, we spent time together, and now you get to witness it as well. I got to talk to Alice Cooper. Hey, Steve. Hey, Alice Cooper. Yes, Seaver here in Chicago. What a pleasure it is and a very cool thing to be able to talk to the great Alice Cooper. How are you? I'm doing great. Just got back from Hawaii where we're, uh, we just kind of like uh, you go there to charge up for the tour. Then we're out for about six weeks. So, yeah, yeah you, you did some European dates and then uh, your recharge that you just spoke of. And um, you're heading out on tour and you're coming this way uh, on September 22nd to the venue at Horseshoe Casino in Hammond. Very exciting. Yep. Coming, and I guess, the yep. night before you're, uh, you're in Grand Rapids. So uh, you're getting back to, uh, you know, old home week here. All, all the Midwest, uh, you know, the Midwest audience is the best hard rock audience. It always has been. You know, it's like from Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland. You know, I mean, that's the real hard rock audience, and uh, and so I mean, that's what we do. You know, yeah. Uh, every every song is basically a guitar rock song. That's what you do. It's 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 guitar driven rock and roll, and with you as the yep. front, and with you as the front man. You kind of have a rock star philosophy that says you will look at me when you're on stage. Is that yes. pretty much sum it up? <laughs> I don't give them a chance to not look at me. Uh, in fact, the whole show is that. Yeah. You know, when you when the when the curtain comes down, you are locked in because uh, if you look away from the stage, something's going to happen and you're going to miss it. Uh, it. It's really fast paced. There's there's a, a piece of theatrics in every single song. And uh, and we do all the hits, and so I mean, you know, it's uh, it's really an amazing. The band is probably the best band I've ever worked with. Uh, the guys in the band are are the tightest tightest group I've ever worked with. And uh, in fact, I'm just doing an album uh, with them right now. I just finished an album with the uh, with the tour band. Now the tour band is slightly different than it has been in the past, but you're 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 bringing back a familiar name uh, from the '80s. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's a funny thing. We have a bit of a, a revolving door policy at, uh, at the Alice Cooper show. A lot uh -huh. of people play with us for four or five years, and then they go and they do their own thing. And then later on, if it's uh, if it just happens to be in the right place, right time, they, they revolve back in. And Kane. Uh, Kane was with us in the 80s, and, and you know, that doesn't mean that Nita uh, won't be back in three or four years from now you never know right now you know? i know i know you you wish the people that leave your band and go do other things well and then you welcome them back when you know when they come back and kane roberts is one of these guys a guitar player who i remember as just being completely ripped i mean the guy is i mean he could bench press a volkswagen is he still he's amazing he's like you know i mean he looks like stallone yeah you know, better looking than Stallone, but he's got Stallone's body and Jerry Lewis's brain. So, I mean, he's one of the silliest human beings on the planet, but he gets on stage, and this guy can play with Steve Vai, he can play with Satriani, he can play with any of those guys, 
He's one of the best guitar players I ever worked with. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the show, uh, and I've you know everybody knows what they're going to get. I mean, we all do, but we still have to see it. We still have to witness it, and uh, the way you guys pull it off, it's d- just something to behold. It's a very very tight show, and and like you know, it's so funny because people think that we spend a ton of time on the theatrics. If we have an eight hour rehearsal, seven hours are on the music. Right. And then one hour is on the theatrics, which the theatrics just kind of come natural. A lot of it is improvised, but I'd say 80% of it is rehearsed. So you're going to see all kinds of insanity up there. When you when you when you first got together in high school, from what I understand, you had props and theatrics at that very first performance. In 64. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we we had just started. We we probably knew five songs. And somehow there was a guillotine on stage, and there was a guy in a casket, and there was, you know, and, and we just went, that just felt normal to yeah. us. Off, off we go, <laughs> off we go. So in the 70s, uh, when you were off stage as a musician, you kind of did some stuff that I've never seen done before as you crossed into, you know, movies and TV. You, you did the Smothers Brothers, you did Hollywood Squares, the Muppets, yeah. uh, your mid-70s yeah. TV special, The, the Nightmare. Uh, absolute yep. camp and absolute fantastic TV, too. At the same time, all elements were working for you. Well, you know, back then it was sort of like we had to get... I didn't want Alice to be painted into a corner. You know, I mean, I was the scariest guy out there, and I didn't want to just be that. You know, I, I wanted to... We, we decided, uh, let's show the audience that Alice could go on Johnny Carson and make people laugh. Just just by being on the DS there. Yeah. And uh, so we did that. And all of a sudden, it, it opened up an audience where they went, well, wait a minute. This guy is not just this creepy thing. When I'm on stage, yeah, I'm going to play that character, Alice right. Cooper. Right. But, I, you know, I, I always I look for scripts where I'm playing the, um, you know, the, the school teacher or the, the the local priest or something, you know. But you, later on, I end up being a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so now, would, this, would this describe what you are as a, a musician and an artist in this uh, in this world of ours? Your, your musical lineage would be something to the effect of uh, The Who and The Yardbirds with a dash of Clockwork Orange and maybe some macabre Carol Burnett? Would that be basically? Yes, and some West Side Story uh, and Hell's a Poppin'. Sure. Yeah. And it's so, so, I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. You know, I, I, I always thought that rock and roll, horror, and comedy were all in bed together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, people like uh, Rob Zombie are the same thing. You know, they, they agree with me on that, that most horror is comedy. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we see something and we, and we jump back and we're scared and then we laugh. Because we jumped back. Yes. You know, it's like getting on a roller coaster. You know it's going to scare you, but you know it's going to bring you back safely. Well, it gets you that down. You're going down a hill, and it gets you that thing in your stomach, and it feels good, even though, you know, you're scared, sort of. Yeah. So let, let, me, well, let me— I learned, you know, I learned, I learned a lot. We opened for the doors uh, back in the day. And I used to watch Jim Morrison. And Jim Morrison, the thing that made him so um, magnetic— up there was not just the fact that he was a singer and he looked like the statue of David, but he was totally unpredictable. Yeah. I mean, even the band didn't know where he was going to go. Yeah. And to me, that was what was really glued you to him on stage. So I said, well, Alice should be that too. Even though it's a lot, it's rehearsed. There should be moments where you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. 
Well, let me ask you something about Jim Morrison. It happened like this, is from what I understand. Jim Morrison asked you what's up. You reply, I don't know, man. I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer, and that ended up in Roadhouse Blues. You wrote that line? Well, I was uh, I was in the studio with him. He was writing the lyrics, and we were sitting there drinking beer. You know? Yeah. Just so what's happening, man? I said, I don't know. I got up this morning. <laughs> Got myself a beer, da 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 da. And then later on, I I heard it in the song, and I went, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's my line. That's great. <laughs> that's a great piece of trivia." So you've met Elvis. <laughs> you met Elvis in Vegas. Uh, he pointed a loaded thirty-eight, or, or you pointed a loaded thirty-eight at him, or some kind of yeah, thing. He gave me a. He he handed it to me. He hands me a, a loaded <laughs> Smith and Wesson thirty-eight. Now I'm from Detroit, so I immediately started unloading it. Yeah. And he goes, "No, no, man, it's all right, man." I'm going. I'm going to show you how to take a gun out of somebody's hand, man. That's great. And the next thing I knew, the gun was on the floor, and I was on the floor. And uh, he didn't hurt me, but he was showing me, you know, how to disarm somebody. And uh, But I really liked Elvis. Elvis was fun because he made fun of himself. Yeah. He said, hey, man, I got something wrong with my lip. <laughs> my lip keeps going up like that. Yeah. Says, you're, you're the cat with that makeup of the snake, right? I dig that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's you know, all of these people that you're that you met and and spent time with, from Raquel Welsh to Liza Minnelli, who was your girlfriend, um, mm-hmm. May West, Groucho Marx, Peter Sellers. I mean, you just spent some time in some very diverse groups. It was really interesting that when I got to Hollywood, you know, when I said if I ever make it, I, the, the coolest thing in the world was, of course, meeting the Beatles. You know, and then actually becoming friends with the Beatles. I mean, personal friends. Yeah. And that was great. And the Rolling Stones, same with the Stones. You know, they're they're coolest guys. All the guys that are on top are the nicest guys. Yeah. They, they don't they have to prove anything. But I wanted to meet Fred Astaire. I wanted to meet Jack Benny, George Burns. Right. Uh, Groucho. And I ended up that Shep, my manager, was managed Groucho. So I spent a lot of time with Groucho, yeah. I mean, just as a friend. And then you, and, re- uh, I mean, you can't tell you how much fun that was. I'll bet, I'll bet. And then you realize through Groucho that what you do is vaudeville because that's what that's what he saw. It yeah, as, yeah. Whereas Dali, Salvador Dali, saw it as surrealism. Right, right. You know, right. Uh, everybody had a different look at it. You know, and they said, "Oh, I know what this is. This is vaudeville. This is uh, dark humor vaudeville." Uh, and, you know, and Dali says, oh, no, this is a surrealistic <laughs> of mine. All right. You know? Well, it, let me just say, uh, it's great to, to, to see you back out on tour. I know your band is hot. You've been touring all summer and you're ready to hit it again. You got some dates in September and October. And uh, once again, I want everybody to go see uh, Alice Cooper at the venue at Horseshoe Casino in Hammond. Tickets are on sale. September 22nd is the date. Alice Cooper, what a thrill to speak with you. Thank you, Steve. And, uh, you know, I used to live at Lake Point Towers oh. in uh, Chicago, 80, 83 through 86. So I was a Chicago guy for a while. Well, very good. Very good. The Midwest roots are coming <laughs> through. Man, it's great talking to you. You sound great. Uh, best of luck on the upcoming tour. And uh, let's get together and chat again sometime soon. Come on down to the show, Steve. If I see you there, I'll I'll, uh, I'll throw a cane at you. All okay? right. Yeah, that's all I can ask. <laughs> okay. Alice right, Cooper. Cool. Thanks, dude. Bye-bye.